This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Berwick BMW offers convenient servicing for your BMW with next day availability and multiple transportation options. The Run Home with Andy and Gazy. You said this is the I, way it's been going for a long time, so yeah. why is he so shocked? I think he thought that it might be a little bit more competitive than what it was. What, than last year or from 10 years ago? I, 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 don't, I don't know. You'd have to ask him. You would have to ask him. He's None of these exhibition games or these other invented things are worthwhile, really. I, but there might be people out there that, that love the idea that uh, players just forget to play defence and they just go out there and they play offensive basketball and shoot the lights out. I mean, some people might no, like that. No, so my point is, though, I understand that. My mm. point is, why is or was our man, the know. number one man in basketball in this country, so surprised and so disgusted? Well, he, he's a basketball purist. I get it, yeah. and I love it, and I uh, he's the only So you man think he should have expected what he saw when he turned the TV on to watch that game? I would think you wouldn't be that surprised. <laughs> <laughs> when the when they tip it off and those two big fellas just kept uh, passing it one-handed to each other <laughs> while LeBron's walking down the court, I think, yeah, I'm not expecting this to be real competitive. Look, we're not into, as I say, hello and welcome to the show, and it's a joy to be Good here. afternoon, Tuesday Andy. afternoon, Keith. We're not into naval gazing on this show. Anybody who's a regular listener of The Run Home will know that. We like to just oh. do our own thing. And if people oh, want to say no things worries. about us from time to time, and mm. you've had a, let's be honest, you've been in the crosshairs of a few people in recent times. Have I? Ben Fordham, you've had a blue with him. I did not have and a blue with now him. you're having a blue with Gary Lyon after I the had, stuff that we just replayed. Not, from, uh, the, oh, from you're the, an idiot. From breakfast this no, morning. No, no, well, Gary just might need to just, oh, well, clearly I, he doesn't. Watch the game. Clearly, he yeah. never watched the game yesterday. He, he said he saw the tip, but he, but you, it was edited out at the start of it. He conceded he never saw it, so he clearly didn't know that two hundred and eleven points were scored, and he clearly never seen a, a previous uh, All Star games. Yes, that has been a trend of late, but that was an abomination that we had <laughs> not seen in. Ever no, uh, you've got We're talking a, about practice. No, man. this this practice is better than this. You could watch practice and you'll get some competitive spirit and you'll see something. And now, of course, we all understand. And Gary, you know, like I said, he clearly hasn't watched a lot or doesn't watch a lot or doesn't care. But he, you clearly have seen in the past, albeit that's in the context of an All Star game, mm-hmm. some fantastic spectacles. There have been a number of all-star games, mm. which is great. And every time I tune in, because I love the game, I want to see what they're going to dish up. 
But when you've got Luka Doncic with 28 oh, seconds to go, shooting it from the free throw line, hang on, from the other end of the floor. That was ridiculous. And five guys just standing around and just making a complete and total mockery of it was it was just beyond the pale. Oh, he, and oh, for he, Gary not to be able to recognise the difference between yesterday and some of the other uh, all-star games, albeit that, of course, we know it's not going to have the intensity of a playoff game. I mean... That is just stupid to think that that would be the case. All right, I caution but, you right now to just not go any further. I'm not saying he's being stupid. I, it sounds very much like you're saying, saying that Gary Lyon is being stupid. Anyone in their right mind that knows anything about it. Oh, now you're saying he's not in his right mind. <laughs> well, I'm I just am cautioning a- you against going no. any further. Gary and I have a bond. Oh. He's not as sharing as what I'd like because he, he didn't <laughs> give me his cup. But notwithstanding that, yes. I just encourage Gary to go back and watch the – now, this is going back in time, the 1988 one. Oh, blimey. No, no. When we're 138 to 133, Jordan drops 40 in a – wasn't a high, uber-intensive game, but just – Competitive spirit. Competitive enough. Pride, a was, bit of pride, was and there, a bit of respect for the audience and those that want to watch the game. I, I even go back, if you want something more recent, go back to 2020. Again, not that long ago. No. Kobe's tribute game oh. and the way in which they altered the rules, oh, the no. winning team at three-quarter oh, time. No. Oh, no. <laughs> go go even to this, Gary. Uh-oh. Go back to 2003, Kobe Bryant. Uh-oh. <laughs> Kobe Bryant oh, oh. and Michael Jordan oh, no. going ahead now, 155 oh, no. to 145 overtime. Keith, my phone is buzzing red hot at the moment. <laughs> I think I'm getting I've got message- the same message. I'm getting messages, and I'd just like to apologise if, in any way, shape, or form, I've been harmful to Gary because he's a well, very powerful, influential. Yes, man. He, yes, he but is. But he's, he's wrong. So. I can't believe that he would well, think that okay. that there was there was there was great that we all that this was just the normal. Game, all-star no, game. Well, no, you've clearly got some issues. Well, you, do you tell me 211 no, points? No, I, I agreed with you yesterday. I thought it was awful, and and, and I, I applaud Tim Watson for mm. sitting there and saying finally that exhibition sport is a waste of time. Mm. It is pointless. Don't do it. It's It serves no purpose. Mm. And if there's an exhibition-type event that we see yep. from a regular basis – that is played out there, yes, and you are drawn to it. I'd mm-hmm. like to know what it is. I'd like to know what ex not 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 warm up games in the lead up to it. like the, the Melbourne Richmond game at Casey on Sunday morning. Intriguing was way more competitive than the the garbage mm. we saw in the All Star game. Mm. Any game that is a warm up game or a lead up game or a pre event pre season game, pre Olympic mm. games, warm up, pre World Cup, that or... stuff matters. Mm. That stuff really matters. Even though it might be going at mm. sort of seventy five to eighty percent, right. you know, rat power uh, compared to the real deal. Yes. Well, blimey, the messages still come through. Well, one thing I want you to do—they're still coming through. Well, I need you to no, do no, this. No, no, there's still messages Under coming no through. No circumstances from... is oh. Gary to see these text messages because Gary is saying, "Let's go back." To, do you want to go back to nineteen sixty eight? Well, I went there to 2020, Gaz. Oh, for, no, they used to play for home ground advantage, Gaz. I don't reckon they do in baseball anymore. I reckon that's been No, scrapped. they don't do They've never they done you, that. And that's why their all-star game used to really count. But mm. uh, And I wondered, <laughs> did they ever have anything like that on the line in baseball, uh, in basketball? No. No, it was just an ex- pure just always, exhibition. Always pure. Yeah, okay, but, right. But, Andy, so there have been in the past, and like the 2020 game, similar to what we saw in, in the intensity, mm. but the meaning, and there's a bit of pride. You never saw Magic or Michael or Larry or nah. 
or, or, or even more recent times, some of these players, they still go out there and they've got a bit of pride mm. in what they do, mm. Andy. Mm. You know, so I just want Gaz to go go back to right, 2003. You've made, point. you've made your point. 2020. I've received five text messages from the power, the, the most powerful man here at 1116 SEN. I know. I wasn't, hopefully. And I, I oh, don't Gaz. want to be caught in the crosshairs. I don't want to get in the middle of you two, all right, just so mm. long as... I agreed with you yesterday, mm. but what you are doing today is take is very much personalising this. Who Between, was it? I'm personally you, you you are now person. This is very much gaze v lion. No, and the rest of us can just uh, watch it was, unfold. When he was mock, when he was mocking me, suggesting that I, oh, what I, did he expect no, to, to I, see? Well, that's of course. I appreciate he's stating the. The obvious. I appreci- we know what it's going to be. I appreciate you took that very personally and you wow. felt affronted and offended by those comments. I know you did. I could see mm. it in your body language as Julio oh. played them to you 17 times before we came on in. Just know. kept revving you up. Well, it just... And it's worked. I Brilliant producing by uh, DeStoop. Gary was... That's why he's the best in the business and should be winning Acros thought I'd for his ability to get the best out of his, co- his co-hosts. I thought Gary understood where I was coming from. Instead, there was mocking. There was just a, a blatant disregard to, to to my opinion. I, I don't want to say anything, but I did get a bit. I got a bit of a sense of that on the way through. Which uh, I, you are my man. Wow, you are my man, Not and sure that you're is coming all that stronger support, Andrew. I, I don't know how much stronger I can come. I agreed with you conclusively yesterday. Was, I didn't really listen to it. Was Tim supporting me or not? No, Tim was very Switzerland on this. He didn't oh. want to get. He's he like me is feeling uncomfortable, right? Being caught in the in this in this heavyweight mm. battle. But well done, Tim. I, I just re, re read her. Oh no, there's more text messages coming through. Uh, oh no. He's so powerful that he's saying your spot on the bounce is now in jeopardy. And I don't doubt you, that. He can get you punted from and I don't the most popular that. show about footy on Australian TV. And, and that is true because he is a Goliath in that uh, organisation. Mm. So I am fearful of uh, other opportunities that may be withheld well, from me yeah, because of this. No, no, it's interesting. But I hope just Gary will go back and I just encourage him just to watch 10, 15 minutes of the, 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 some of the games that I mentioned. And then get back to me if I was not within my rights to think that it is possible. You're not going to see a no blood foul, uh, no a blood no foul type rules. Mm. But I would have thought that throwing it from one end of the court yeah, to the was, other was ridiculous. And 211 points, yeah, ridiculous, is just not what we were. Expecting. It is the tradies hour, of course, for Ace Gutters, uh, Australian made, mm. built to last. Let's oh, let's get to our calls, Michael's Jeez, in Possums Creek. We got the, the temper text machine up and about anyway, Andy. Good afternoon to you, Mick. Hey, fellas, how are you? Good, thank, well, you. thank you. Going great. Oh, that's, um, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit controversial, isn't it? Like, look, I have to say, mm-hmm. is, uh, it's good to hear you guys having a bit of a banter amongst yourselves because it can be a bit. You guys can be a bit squeaky clean and looking after all your, all <laughs> you guys in, in the same industry a little bit. Yeah, no, yes, every now and again, yeah. Every now and again, the emotions are uh, honest. You hear it as a listener every now and then. But I, I've actually, I don't know if you guys were um, watching the golf. I'm sure you were. Um, the Genesis with yep. Tiger yes. Woods making yep. his return. Yep. And, um, yeah, I was sad to see that the Tiger had to leave the, the golf course because he wasn't well. But do you remember when he was coming off and he had his head in, the, in, in his hands in the cart yep. when he yep. was driving off? Do you, yep. do you remember that? Image? I do. That, 
the image of Gary coming off in the stretcher came up for me right in that moment. No, thought, no, no, that's not. <laughs> if you put if you put them up next to each other, I don't no, think you you're going too far. Well, they're both John. No, the I'm going to no, come in there and stick out for me. Oh well. I, I, the fact mm. that Gary Lyon and Michael uh, and uh, Tiger Woods mm. are being compared to one another is a fair comparison. Did you hear the, the magnitude mm. of the reverberation through their particular sports no, that's when true. they were both injured in those mm. circumstances and feeling the pain um, of those injuries, even well, though Tiger was an illness, apparently. You got it, guys. All right, thank you. Well, there was a uh, conspiracy was theory being bounced around, Andy, that, that was all a bit of a front anyway, and he was only he only suited up because he wanted to get his new launch of his new uh, Tiger kick. Sunday mm. kick. Well, I don't believe know, that. Well, I you think know he the interesting crook. thing about all Tiger this? Tiger <laughs> he clearly he admitted after the first round to back spasms, right? Yeah. When he when talking about well, when he shanked, shanked, shanked on eighteen. And when he did that uh, post-round press conference, mm. there was no hint mm. of him suffering any kind of flu-type symptoms. Yep. Now, the next day, he pulls out early in the round, mm. citing that he's suffering from the flu. It didn't look well, though. Well, he looked like he was trying to stretch his back in the car. No, nah, but even then, he just his whole – he looked a bit off. I, yeah, I his reckon... back was spasming. Yeah. That's what he said nah, after round one. Cool. And the next day, he's got the flu. Had the flu. Mm. Oh, well. So the flu just came on overnight, did it? Well, he might have had a sniffle, and then it just overnight... Just a little bit of limp sip. <laughs> Away you go, you reckon? Fires you right up. <laughs> hey? It can. It can. Matty's in Ascot Vale. Good afternoon to you, Matthew. Mm. Hello, guys. She's a fire, hey, good on- fiery start in here, Matthew. No, it's, it's not uh, fiery. I oh, know, there's oh, more I'm, text messages Sometimes coming. I get... Uh, He's in the... Pro- look, <laughs> the dots are going. There's more text messages <laughs> on the line. Oh, I... I I don't want to start it. I think you've clearly upset him. I think this I is think it's I try to be on mirth. Take his cup. Uh, keep going, Matthew. All right. Um, yeah, so coming up, gather round. Yes. Uh, so supposedly there's a few of the footballers and celebrities going oh. to be jumping in the boxing ring. Mm-hmm. Now, I think this is perfect timing for Gazy and either oh. Gary Lyons. Oh, hello. To step in, oh. and they need to put up or shut up. Oh, oh. this is an outstanding idea. Now, I was going to say, last I can't watching I... footballers get in the boxing ring and punch mm. on. You can leave me out of that, but <laughs> this has added some <laughs> real spice to it. No, nah, he's got me well so, and truly covered. Well and truly. Right, Plus, what about, you, what watch... about UV Ben Fordham? What if we wake you with Benny Ford? What are you bringing him up for? You had a you've crack got last a, week. It's because you've got something with him. I have no. I problems. don't even know Ben Fordham, but you had a crack at him last week. Well, I've been on his show many. He's a, a, a fine. Person, well, I Good. don't know why you. No, you're... Well, you were you having a crack at him about something last week, weren't you? No, I was sticking up for Victoria because he was he was being critical of Victoria. Not mm. critical, but yeah. maybe it was tongue in cheek. I don't know. Mm. You're the one that brought it to my attention. I just wanted to know what, how you felt about it because it was uh, it was a strident attack. It was... <laughs> Tony's in his. Body. I didn't say anything. Tony's in his Bentley. He's jumped on the uh, dog and bone. That's We're here for Barry. Right. Just magnificent too, by the way. I was thinking about this this yes. morning. I mean, we're very lucky to have a magnificent partner in the show like the good people at Berwick BMW. The mm. third year they've been part of this. Incredible. This is magnificent to have them back on board again. It is. So wonderful. Mm. Uh, Tony's in East Bentley. Good afternoon to you, Tone. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, Mr. Gaze, I watched The Offsiders Sunday morning. Yes. And Mr. Copeland suggested that if Bice Cotton wins his fourth Gaze trophy, that the discussion needs to be opened up that the Gays Trophy name needs to be changed to the Cotton. What? <laughs> the conversation needs to be discussed, and if he definitely wins a fifth one next year, it has to be changed 
to the Cotton MVP from the Gage. Your thoughts on that, please? Oh, very good I question. I can't Tony. imagine that he's. I didn't hear it. Actually, I didn't. Was it Trent Copeland or Leonard Copeland? It was Leonard. He okay. was on offsiders. Uh, he's a funny man. Maybe he was Stewie just having Copeland. a joke. Hey, you know what? Bryce, Bushy Copeland. Bryce Cotton is a superstar. He won his fourth. Hang on. And that is Righto. fantastic. Mm-hmm. And he thoroughly deserves each and yeah, every one okay. of them. Righto. Yeah, yeah. But how many did you win? I won more than that. That's no, no, all how many to did you win? Well, you, you told us before we came on. I did not. Because Julio said you won six and you went, hey, hey, hey. No, how many did you win? Short. How many did you win? I won seven. Thank you. So unless Bryce Cotton gets to seven, it's not even a conversation worth having, Tony. End of story. Yeah? No? Mr. Martin, yeah, (laughs) Andy, not according to uh, Leonard Copeland, who said that uh, Bryce is playing in a better standard of league. Than Mr. Gaze did. You know why I know that that's probably either misheard or maybe inaccurate is because Copeland played in my era yeah, <laughs> and there's no chance that he's doing anything to undersell uh, his performances. Nonetheless. Hey, hey, Tony, good call and glad that uh, you're, you're interested in the hoops. You've won a Signet Power mm-hmm. Boost Bank. It's uh, valued at $44.95. It's a Signet Boost Power Bank and it'll keep your phone charged. 24 hours a day. That's what it does. He's coming on the front bar Thursday night too. Eric Banner. Eric Banner. Eric Banner. I did did a skit with Eric Banner when he had his show. What was it called? I'll ask him about it on Thursday night. Uh, We're here for Beric BMW. You just lied then. They offer convenient convenient servicing for your BMW, the next day availability, (laughs) and multiple transportation options. Hey, Brad, I know you want to talk about the Gays Awards. Uh, and other things, uh, we'll get to you after this. I'd, I'd pay for that. I, I mean, that? having said what I said about exhibition sport, uh, and yeah, old footballers and old sports people jumping into yes. the ring to box on. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the the prospect of you and Gary Lyon. <laughs> There's no prospect. Getting yourself up for a, a boxing bout. There is no prospect whatsoever. No, I'm not drawn no. to that. No. Uh, Brad's in Burwood. There's I can't no do it. Of- After seeing my man Cam Moody and seeing oh, yeah. boxing, oh, oh no, mate, I couldn't. No, I'm no chance. Plus, Gary would absolutely eviscerate. He me. would do because he, he. Oh no, he would. He get the, he's, oh, no, gets he, a bit angry. He'd be messy. Oh man, I no, just have you don't no have, chance. You haven't got that. You haven't got that uh, gene. <laughs> well, you have some. You, you, you I, haven't I got some. that in you. If you want some, I'll give it you. I don't think you've got it in you. Brad's in uh, Burwood East. I'm, I don't think you have. To think about this, and that's oh. not highly complimentary of you. <laughs> <laughs> I tell oh, me why to register. Yeah, no, that's actually right when you You've just yeah, no, I'll give you been whack. very unkind. Brad's in Burwood East. He wants to chat about the Gazies oh, last okay. night. Spectacular night. Well done to Bryce Cotton for picking up his fourth MVP of the NBL. Good afternoon to you, Bradley. Yeah, we're good, thanks, mate. How are you going? <laughs> Hello. Oh, there was a prize coming your way too, Brad. I know. That's oh, that's just a real setback for everybody out there in Burwood well, East. If Lindsay comes sharp with something, who was uh, who was oh, well. really in Brad's corner? But are we wiping Burwood East? We're saying that's just bad luck. No, no, Gonski. you don't blame Burwood East. Well, this is obviously a little bit of a uh, oh, Doreen, issue. A Doreen type oh. dropout. Well, you know, like things in the hills of Doreen. Like there's little sort of technological black holes out there where oh. phone reception doesn't work. Uh. <laughs> Maybe there's a little bit of down the end of Middlesbrough Road. The same thing happens in Burwood East. <laughs> Lindsay's in Somerville. No such issues out there. Good afternoon to you, Lindsay. Good afternoon, Andy. Now, 
Gazy, you're a man of the people, and this is what the people want, mate. Yes. We don't want a punch-on in the ring. No. We want a decathlon of selected events. We want to shoot some hoops. Mm -hmm. We can then have some, you know, some shots of goal, and then a 400 metre and maybe a half marathon and a tractor pull. Maybe you could both Mm. do a go-karting. The people want a decathlon between... Gaze so, and um, yeah, Lion v Gaze. This is good, honestly, Andy. It's this is all you're doing, mate. Uh, you're just a why? How I've done nothing wrong. You're driving a wedge between Gary and I, and it's it's not it's now, not pleasant. Now Dermot wants in, <laughs> but I want he uh, wants to fight Dunstall. Oh, on I'm, the car. I won't say I'm shocked, but I am genuinely, no, I, genuinely. I would advise I'd advise Derm just to rethink that because the chief. Oh, it, that is a powerful, powerful man. And when you, you, you clearly haven't seen Dermot when he gets across the oh, line. Oh, I have. I have. But Dermot. When Dermot gets inside the ropes. No, but just this, this, uh, the size. He changes personality. The size and the, the leg strength of I, I'm Chief. Sorry, I'm not. I, I have full respect. Mm. If he can't fight Dunstall, he wants to fight you. He's just sent that through. Uh, no, again, I'm. <laughs> Are you seriously taking Dunstall over Brereton if they were to get into, a, into the ring? Yep. Wow. Yep. I am only because of only because of the leg strength and the power, the power for rate weight ratio oh. is well and truly. What are you saying? In favour, I'm just saying he's a powerful man. Yeah. Even back in his playing days, he, over the no. over twenty five to thirty metres. I'm taking my man, Brett Bremington. I reckon Bretton. Well, it'd be it'd be <laughs> it'd be a hell of a fight. It'd be a hell, of a, hell fight. of a fight. I don't want to oh, see. I don't want to see two of my favourite all-time Hawks doing that, and no. I will not allow it. No, it's a very good point you raise. Mm. But by Jiminy, beyond for young and old. It would be interesting. <laughs> but no, I'm not going to allow that, Andy. <laughs> good point. Uh, tradies out for Ace Gutters. Australian made, built to last. Huge show coming up. Lockie Sullivan, Tamara Hyatt, Andy Calloway, Eleanor Cardwell. We've got everything going on today. We'll tell you about Melbourne Mavericks IMR Membership Week after this. Did you just hear that... Uh, uh, news in the uh, in the news bulletin there about Carnarvon yesterday. No, oh, you you just told me. I just heard that Carnarvon was the uh, at forty nine point nine degrees. That's what it was recorded at yesterday. Forty nine point nine degrees Celsius. Well, that's outrageous. Where uh, is that? At Can- where, in WA. Yeah, but where is it? Like in the central, in the middle, like towards. Yeah, yeah, it is. Right. Yeah, that's, that's where it is. Um, the <laughs> highest temperature recorded mm-hmm. in the world so far in two thousand and twenty four. Jeez. It's got to be a record for Australia, doesn't it? That's hot. 40, nah, 49. No, no, no. Have we ever had the hottest daily temperature recorded anywhere oh, on I'd planet imagine. Earth on a day? Well, surely the equator. Any of those equator well, that's nations. True. They're going to have a, have us covered most days. No, aren't that's they? true. I would have thought. Yeah, that makes sense. But Oh, well done, Carnarvon. Well, I don't know if it's a positive thing. Is that no good? <laughs> no, I don't Is think so. Unless good? there's a bunch of solar panels there that are just oh, pumping yeah. out some energy. Oh. But. I can't well, imagine. They don't work apparently, according to some of your mates on social media. You can't rely on that stuff. So, you know, well, no, you can't. Well, that's what Benny Fordham was getting at last week when you picked the fight with him. When he said, when you had a crack, it was all this about solar panels, and You're the one. they let Victoria down at a time of need, and you, uh, you set him straight. Well, and <laughs> you, truly, you're the one that said it. No, you <laughs> said it was all about the p- the power lines that had come down. No, it had nothing to do with well, the that's story, what I was. I was just correcting the storage of energy uh, uh, renewables. Thank you very much. Mm. No, well, it's true. It wasn't about the renewables. Hey, ko has was... gone up another five bucks. I missed this. Mm. Start of the month, ko up another five bucks a month. 
Well, this is another reason you why. You work for that organisation. Can you just have a word to them, please? I oh, know, just for the common folk. What I mean, cost going? of living. No, I'm not having. No, because you are a man of the people. Right. And I'm sure that you can take our mm-hmm. concern. Cost of living's through the roof at the moment. Can you just um, maybe say to the good folk that mm. they're going to make an extra well, not three. Not anymore. Mi- Gary's just got me fired. Not yet. <laughs> and I know you've been talking. To, there's some well, big, Gary's your man. I know there were some big movers and shakers there last night uh, uh, in the Fox organisation. Oh, they were. You are having a chat to. Uh, if they're still in town, might you, on behalf of us, just say, listen, Maybe for the rest of 24, just cap. Well, they've already helped out, Andy. They've helped out the footy fan because you can go on now and get a digital membership to your club, yep. which includes access to KO. So, right. And, and that, as I think the lowest one might have been the Bulldogs at 210. Mm. So that's well below the 35 bucks a month you'd okay. be paying. So they so just have, go and become a member the, of the Western Bulldogs and you'll save money on your KO subscription. Well, you get KO included. Yeah, nice. Now, it's only a digital a package, and that's so you can watch it on the telly, mm-hmm. and you become a member of your club, but it doesn't get you into games. And each club has, I think all 18 clubs have the option to buy a digital pass yeah, that gets right. you access to KO. So, so please, uh, my very fine people, very good friends at Fox and, and Fox Sports, yeah. you take that back. Well, They've I already will. done no, some I, great no, things. I will. I do absolutely take that back. So uh, good for you. So if you're interested in KO, just buy a – Membership. Go, go through your club membership because yeah. you're actually going to get it cheaper than what and you would if you just want to buy it. That's my understanding. Is anyway. that good for KO? But that's what they do. They yeah, want no, people watching point. the footy. That's a good point. Frank's in Thomastown. He wants to chat about Carnarvon. 49.9 degrees at Carnarvon Airport yesterday. Wow. Frank, that's uh, that's almost too hot to even contemplate. Well, I don't know much. I don't know about Carnarvon much, per se, as a town, but I'm amazed that you blokes don't know that it's at least on the coast, halfway between Perth and Broome. Yeah, I, I mean, when he said Sorry, midway, I, I said, I thought he meant midway, like halfway up the coast. Is no, what no, I, I was, was saying is it in the middle? In the, in the, the middle, because yeah, that's where I think it was going to be the hottest. It's about halfway up, isn't it, Frank? Oh, Frank, he's gone. He's so... Hello. He was... Frank... Uh, no, no, I think he just dropped out. He didn't... Um, it's about halfway up the WA coast. didn't hang up on No, he's, he's 100% right. It's not inland. It's, it's well, on, that's what I... I apologise. I maybe not phrased the question Well, they must have been getting the big easterly, because that's the whole mm. thing. When that blows across WA, yeah, it can I'll be honest, very unpleasant. You're in territory well, yeah, that's not... All I know is in central Australia, Windy. it is very hot. Very hot. That's Thank you for I, saying I, I, a second very hot as I took a drink of water. That's this why This is said what it. Leonard Copeland said about you oh. on uh, on Offsiders on uh, the oh, ABC. What is going on today? On the, well, you, you are a man. You are, you are back. You are part of the zeitgeist and you're back the in what? the consciousness of, uh, of Australia, which is good to see. And this is what your mate had to say about you on Offsiders. And the league MVPs are tomorrow night. Is Bryce the gays, Cotton, as they call it. Yeah, the, the gays. Yeah. Well, he won seven. Mm. Is Bryce Cotton going to win his <laughs> And he lets me know that every time we play golf. Yeah. Oh, every time you play every golf. Every time golf, he goes, you know, okay, the, uh, the MVP, the gays. Now, we know that, Andrew. He will win his fourth tomorrow night. He is very good. He's been good for a very long time. Um, just a solid player who's unstoppable. I mean, and he carries himself so professionally. I mean, one of the guys that you want to be. I, if he continues to play the way he does and, and stays healthy, it might not be called the Gazes for a long time. It might be called the Cottons. You just never know. <laughs> so he's done a fantastic job, though. I love to watch him play. There you go. Well, clearly tongue-in-cheek. Clearly? Clearly. My yeah. man. He's got, you, he's, got you, he's got your back. By the way, um, mm. 
42 points this morning, 81, and and eviscerated Copeland. Nice. What are you playing off these days? Well, I was off 15. Good. So, um, yeah, very nice day. Solid. Strong. He Uh, looks like he has found a place where he might be able to punch one out. It sounds like he was in the middle of the fairway all day if he's putting out those sorts of numbers. No, I did not hear That's what I'm saying. Oh. Tradies, uh, tradies out for Ace Gutters, Australian made built to last. Adam is in St Kilda before we get to Eleanor Cardwell after the break. Uh, you've got some other temperature updates for us, Adamo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked on the internet and there's Furnace Creek near Death Valley, 1913, 56 Celsius. Oh, and I know until it's past some time in Western Australia, there was only data, which I think is a few hundred kilometres north of Adelaide, mm. 1960-50.8, but that's been... Surpassed, I think, last year in Western Australia somewhere. Yeah, well, that's uh, they're pretty hot, aren't wow. they, Adam? So, but those numbers that we were quoting before are just for 2024. But thanks for the historical uh, perspective; it's always very helpful. Uh, it is Melbourne Mavericks IMR Membership Week. You can join the tribe. MelbourneMavericks.com is the place to go. I'll tell you more about that on the other side of this when their their English superstar. Eleanor Cardwell joins us on the show. 17 minutes to four. Melbourne Mavericks IMR Membership Week. Join the tribe. Get pre-sale access, 20% off ticketing, merch discounts, exclusive Trailblazer merch and more. And the merch game at the Mavs is strong. Secure your inaugural membership today. MelbourneMavericks.com. I've seen the stuff online. And I'm very much looking forward to it coming across our desk. T-shirt or something? A hoodie and a T-shirt would be nice. Well, even just to start us off with a T-shirt. Well, if anyone can organise that for us, um, Eleanor Eleanor's Card- got this covered. Eleanor Cardwell can. She's one of the she's ex- a champion. Well, she's a superstar, the champion, she's international, and superstar. Su- well, international superstar slash champion, uh, and she is one of the big ticket signings for the Mavs in their inaugural season. And we're within just about a month of the whole thing uh, kicking off for uh, uh, the next season of Super Netball. It's getting it's getting real and it's getting exciting. And Eleanor Cardwell joins us. Thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate your time. Oh, no worries at all. Thank you for having me. All the all the big ticket mm-hmm. netball that you've played around the planet, whether it be, you know, a tournament play for clubs or international stuff, when do your butterflies start jangling with the onset of a, a new season, particularly given the fact that you're going to be part of a new team? Oh, do you know what? I actually, um, I don't really get nervous. <laughs> um, but I guess this year, because it's a new team and stuff, um, it's going to be interesting and um, I'm going to definitely feel a bit of nerves going in there, um, but we're all in the same position, so we've all got each of us back. But it's just a really, really exciting position to be in. It is, and we're really excited about it with the uh, Mavericks. Obviously, we're we're right on board. Yeah. Uh, but is it hard to get a team to gel, to come together? Does it take some time to build that chemistry in netball? Uh, yeah, it definitely takes some time. But do you know what? Like coming, I've only been here for three weeks now, and... It's actually been clicking quicker than I thought it was going to be. Um, we've gelled really well as a team. Like the girls have made it so easy for me to come in and um, and just be who I want to be in this group. And that's been really nice. And yeah, there's a few little bits that need to be ironed out here and there. But I mean, that's every other team's got to be in that position as well. So yeah, it's going good so far. So you're part of the powerhouse over in Adelaide um, in your first um uh, club experience here in Australia. What was it about the Mavericks that that saw you that attracted you and saw you make the move? Um, the Mavericks is just so exciting, like to just be a part of a completely new franchise and mm. and build from the bottom up is is really really exciting. And we can just make it however we want to make it. And and that's just yeah. I just wanted to be a part of that and just create a, a brand of netball that no other team can do. And yeah, we're we're certainly starting there now. 
How I understand you've got a relationship that goes back some time with Tracy Neville, the coach. How significant was her appointment uh, to luring your luring your cross? Oh, it, it was it was massive to be honest with you. Like I genuinely, at the end of the season, did not think that I was going to leave Adelaide. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed my year last year, but as soon as I heard the news that Tracy was leaving, I was just like. You better give me that phone call. <laughs> right. um, just wanting to hear what she she had to say, and I mean, I've been with Tracy now since 2012, so that that is a long amount of time I've had her as a coach. And for me to still um, want to be coached by her just shows how amazing she is. And every single year that I'm with her, I am learning more and more wow. stuff, like every single week. So. I just wanted to be a part of it. <laughs> mm, that's great. Uh, Andy and I com- uh, regularly comment about what's the toughest position in any sport in the world, and it's uh, I've come up with that it's being a, a defender in netball because of the rules, the, spot. the challenges. It, it looks like a hellish-type situation, and it seems like that, um, you know, you've sort of made the move because you, as I read your information here, you started out as a defender and now switching to attack. Now, we've got someone here, Andy, that can just really put be very well, objective no about, about our opinion. Are we right in saying being a defender in netball, very, very difficult? It is very, very difficult. You also don't get um, as much praise as uh, you'd say a shooter was, would do as well for you know, hard work that defenders do. But it's definitely hard. Like you get pulled for contact all the time, and like that's you can it. touch them, someone's dramatic, and that's it. You're out the game. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it is a really, really hard position, and um, I'd say shooting is quite hard as well. It's quite a close little skill to have. Oh my word! <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it's, defending is is pretty difficult. And and was the transition for you a little easier because you'd had that experience being a defender before? I think it was actually Tracy Neville, according to the information I have, that saw it in you to make that change. Yeah, it was definitely Tracy who made me get that change. Um, I, I still remember the phone call um, one really early one morning telling me. That's it. Some defensive days are over, and um, I need to start my shooting journey. Um, but yeah, it 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 has helped definitely. I'd say at the start, I didn't have a clue about shooting. Mm. Um, I had to start from the very very bottom. I was like 19, had to go to like under 15s training, and on, I was honestly terrible. Um, but. I think now, now I know the role of shooter. It certainly helps because I know what the defender wants. I know where she wants to force me, so I can basically do the opposite of what they want me to do. So uh, it's certainly come in handy one or two times. It, well, I'm sure it would. But uh, the other thing that, that they've introduced here, which another thing that I really, really love, is is the super shot uh, with the rules around the, the super the super shot, but there's a lot of traditionalists we talk to and say, oh, well, it's nice, but probably not my go. Do you have a view on the super shot? Oh, I absolutely love it. Last yes. year was my first year playing in it, um, and it just, uh, I, I just love it. I just love turning and shooting from anywhere and just having the freedom to do so, and the super shot really just, just yeah, it just goes with my game, mm. um, which is really nice. Um, and there's so many more tactics that you can bring in for the game yes. just for that super shot time. Like, and it's wild tactics that you would never think of in traditional netball. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I love it. I think it should be everywhere. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you that, Eleanor. How long – I mean, is, it, is, it, is that the kind of broad view that people are embracing it and enjoying it 
your sense of what the fans like? Are, are they on board with it? Is it the sort of thing by the time you give the game away and you've got you know yeah. a few years to go before that's the case, but can you see it in vogue, maybe even in international netball by the time you do retire? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's still a few fans that are still anti-Super uh, Shot, but I think it's definitely turned a lot of heads and, and a lot more people are starting to enjoy it. And just because the shooters are now embracing it as well. Mm. Um, and it's advancing the game as well. Like the tall shooters who just shoot from under the po- underneath the post, the game's now moved on from that. Like we're getting a lot more shooters in there who can who are a lot more agile and, and can move. And yeah, it, it is great. And I mean, there's rumours out there that New Zealand wants to turn into a super shot as well. So who knows? Um, on the international stage, the super shot might get there. And mm. honestly, I think England England would love that. <laughs> can, I, can I go back to Tracy Neville? What, what is it about her? I mean, clearly you've got enormous regard for her, but, but what is it about her in particular that gets the best out of you and challenges you to be a better player year on year? I think the first thing is how much she respects you as a person first and um, before the player. So she's a very caring person and um, she's been through a lot in her life and, and she knows how much it takes to, to put yourself on the line and to be a netballer. So that is my favorite thing about Tracy. Um, the second thing is her amount of tactics that she has on her netball brain is incredible. And I've never, ever come up like, I've never seen a coach like it. Um, and you're just constantly learning. Um, and then thirdly, I feel like her direct feedback in a nice way mm. um, is great because you just know what what she has to say is important and it's going to be useful and it's going to help. So, yeah. It's pretty good. And, and where, does, where does a league, because we know there's other leagues right throughout the world, where does our league here sit as far as a ranking uh, compared to some of the others? Is this the, the best Netball league in the world, we we've got right here on our own on, on our own shores. Um, I would definitely say so. Obviously, I've played in the Super League in mm. England for like ten years. Um, this one is definitely a step up. Um, there's yeah, there's a lot more internationals here, and people are people want to aim to come into the SSN and, and play over here in Australia. And I mean, it's a great setup. Everyone's full time. Everyone's dedicating the time. Um, to the sport, and that is why it is the best league in the world. No other country in the world has that setup. Everyone's like semi-pro or simply just doing it as a hobby. So it's definitely a step up coming into this league. And yeah, it was tough at the start trying to get used to the training, um, but I'm getting <laughs> used to it now. <laughs> and and from a just last one before we let you go, from a setup and structural perspective, the terrible injury suffered to Sasha Glasgow in your trial game, the warm-up game last weekend. How does that affect? Who's going to be alongside you, do you think, for the first game of the season? Yeah, obviously it was a massive shock. Um, no one would ever have expected that sort of injury to happen to a netballer. Um, and it is nice to know that she is home now and she is recovering. So I'll go and see you in about 20 minutes and give her a big hug. Um, but you just you don't know what's going to happen now. Mm. Um, obviously, I, we have full faith in the coaching staff and in what they're going to do and who they're going to bring in and, and yeah, what they're going to do on the court. And it's just slight adjustments now. We'd created a style of netball that we wanted to play and we've really enjoyed that so far. So if there's players that can fit into that spot, then they're more like more than, more than merry. Get them to come in and, and try and see if they can fit in this environment. Um, but yeah, we love Sash and no one can fully replace Sash. So yeah, we're wishing all the best in the recovery. Just around the corner now, Alan, all we wish you uh, all the very best for the final. Uh, fine tuning in yep. the season uh, that we're looking forward to. Thanks for joining us on the show. 
Thank you very much. Thank you. Eleanor Cordwell, part of the Mavericks, joining us on the program. Uh, Meg Gibson, to have you with us. Three minutes past four. We're here for Berwick BMW. Uh, Berwick BMW offering convenience servicing for your BMW. Next day availability and multiple transportation options. Mm-hmm. Head down there and have a look. Keep the 40 Wings temper texts coming through. Uh, so many great stories in the SSP. Windows closed for 2024 now. We've got the mid-season um, period, of course, where mm-hmm. we can see what happens to players and lists and all the rest of it. But amongst all the great story shags, uh, yes. and we had our great New Zealand mate, McKelty LeFou, on yesterday, and that was a hell of a story down at Tigerland. Well, you got a lot of love for the interview, but yeah, apparently yeah. I wasn't there. I felt... Well, yeah. some of us just She's gave like, it... Taking some hits. <laughs> taking some hits. <laughs> some of us just gave a bit more in the interview, clearly, and the player warmed to one of us and not necessarily the other, mm. and probably helps if you listen to his answers. So maybe, <laughs> you know, probably helps if you listen wow. to his answers and don't ask questions that he's just answered. Yeah. Maybe do that no, with... But there was maybe just, do, I was building on that question. No, you didn't. I was building on no, it. You, you know, you no. didn't. You didn't want to I was listen. a setback. I, I, I heard... <laughs> Loggie Sullivan is one of the Loggie Sullivan's one of the great yarns. Twenty six years of age has been killing the VFL level for Footscray uh, for five or six years now. Was probably desperately yes. unlucky to be overlooked in the national draft mm-hmm. for the doggies last year. Collingwood are uh, the beneficiaries of their non decision, and he gets his crack at it long overdue. And he's been good enough to join us on the show. Hey, Loggie, congratulations, mate! I think everybody uh, who follows footy, particularly footy in Victoria, is thrilled for you. So, um, on behalf of everyone here at the Run Home, well done. Yeah, thanks, Andy and um, Kate Gazy, and uh, thanks for having me on. But yeah, it's um, been a crazy journey, and um, I'm pretty pretty stoked, mate, to be on the list. So. Did you? Yeah, go on. I was going to say, were, were you surprised it never worked out with the Bulldogs? Well, like what? Because I'm looking at your numbers, averaging 31 disposals, killed, killed it. Uh, almost eight clearances. I'm thinking, if the premiers think that you got a little some something, uh, what happened with the Bulldogs? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think um, with their depth in the midfield, potentially they. Um, they thought that they didn't need me, I guess. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's not much you can do. You can just perform your best and hopefully, um, you know, someone gives you a chance. And luckily, Collingwood, they, they gave me a shot. So, Did you ever close the door in your own heart of hearts? Um, I probably wasn't far off, to be honest, after the most recent draft. But, um, you know, luckily I um, got in contact with the Pies probably a week after and um, the rest is history, I suppose. But, yeah, it was um, some tough times, but you just got to um, keep going, move on from, from the drafts and, and and move ahead. Lockie, was it you that, by the sound of it, that reached out to the Pies? You identified them and thought that you've fitted with them or – did I read? Did I hear that right? In the way in your how it all wound up with you landed with the pies. Yeah, well, my um, me and my manager were sort of chatting, and we thought um, the pies. Um, we saw that they were actually um, had a few boys training on, and we saw we heard that they needed some midfield depth. So my manager got in, right. in contact with um, with Derek Hine, the list manager at the pies, and um, we set up a meeting. We had a chat, went well, and I was doing a medical um, about few days later and 
within the week I was training there, so it was pretty hmm. crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, 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 I know you're hoping that you're going to be playing all of your footy at AFL level uh, in 2024. If you do have to play a bit of footy at VFL level to, before you get that opportunity, you're going to be playing alongside a bloke called Tom Wilson, who I know you know and have probably played heaps of footy against on the way through. And I've got an enormous regard for him as a footballer. How many blokes are there in the VFL, do you reckon, who – Given the opportunity, could could be very serviceable. In fact, very good AFL level footballers. Yeah, I reckon there's plenty. Um, yeah, I think Willow's had an amazing career, and it's amazing that he's still going around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can, at the top of my head, I can think of guys like Harvey Hooper um, from Port Melbourne, um, Josh Chatfield at Footscray as well, um, Ethan Phillips. He, he just got his chance. Um, the other day, so there is um, plenty of players who are ready to go. I yep. reckon, yep. Um, and I think it's just all about getting the opportunity. So I'm I'm pretty lucky that I've got mine. And are you like absolutely no doubt in your mind that given like Craig McRae, give me a chance, <laughs> put me out there, and you're going to be able to measure all that form for over all those years you've displayed at the level below. Are you absolutely confident that? you're going to be able to, you know, cut it at the next level above? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, you never know until you get the opportunity, but I like to think um, my natural game will, will hold up at the top level. Um, but, you know, at this stage, I'm just trying to um, learn the game plan and learn as much as I can um, every day and um, take it day by day. I guess it's a cliche to answer, but... Um, sort of as, get as much information as I can day by day and give myself the best chance of getting a debut and then hopefully we can go from there. And, and what does the process entail? Uh, we've, we've already seen <laughs> a whole bunch of uh, announcements and sometimes they get pretty emotional. And with someone like you have been battling away for quite some time, how did that, that whole process go and, and, you're in, and the, uh, finally the announcement? Yeah, so it was... Um, pretty crazy to to receive the call um, Thursday morning uh, last Thursday so mm-hmm. I spoke to Graham Wright and he gave me the good news luckily he didn't have me hanging around he sort of told me early and straight away said that I've got good news for you um, so yeah to visit, be on the receiving end of a positive call was um, a bit different for me but to um, be able to tell my mum and dad my family the news was pretty awesome so um, it was sort of a long time coming and I never thought I'd actually get the day to do it. So, yeah, it was unreal. Talking to Lockie Sullivan, who's been picked up by the Pies. So you read the stories, Lockie, about those who have been in your corner, you know, throughout your footy journey and family and friends are, you know, the the prime supporters of you. Mm. When they got the news, and we heard it yesterday, the vision that was put out by Richmond when McKelty LeFou, the Kiwi, got his opportunity was remarkable. How much joy was there from those who are absolutely closest to you when you were able to give them that news? Yeah, there was heaps. Um, yeah, like a few um, tears from my family and <laughs> um, and my mates were pretty ecstatic as well. So I think um, the support and the messages that you receive from then is sort of uh, a reason why you want to do it and um, why I've sort of kept going is to sort of uh, pro people right who have always sort of believed in me but um, yeah the the support was overwhelming and, and it always has been from um, from the day I guess I started yeah and, and I'm and I'm guessing at, at 26 
you've had to uh, do it the hard way, clearly, because you've got to stay ready. You've got to put the work in. But I imagine that you you still got to find ways to, to, to make an income. Yeah. Uh, what have you been doing? Yeah, correct, Gazi. Um, I've been on the tools um, yeah, for about six years. I'm a sparky, so um, yeah, I work you know, seven till four. And then uh, the days I'm training, I'll be at Witten. Oh, I was at Witten Oval. <laughs> Till about nine thirty, um, and I'll be eating dinner about ten. So, um, nice. yeah, it was it was a fair slog for a while, but I got used to it, and um, I suppose I, those hard days, I think they'll keep me in um, pretty good stead. Hopefully, in the next twelve to whatever months. Yeah, hopefully it's more mm. whatever than the twelve. So we'll all be barracking for you. Have you? I mean, it's impossible to know until you do it, but. Um, to be able to now commit yourself to being a full-time footballer and just turn up, you know, the the four, five, six, seven sessions a week, whatever it is, with all of the support, you know, that, that a club like Collingwood offers to you. Can you imagine what a difference that's going to make to you as a as an actual player? Yeah, I'm, um, I think I've started to notice that in the first two months I've been there, I feel like I'm, I'm still, um, still getting better at, at age 26 and, um, you know, I always saw that uh, being in a full-time environment would would always help me and uh, being off the tools. But, yeah, it's pretty surreal to be doing it. Um, I remember after my first day, I, I left thinking, how good is this? Um, <laughs> so to be able to do it um, full-time, it's it's been amazing. So I definitely won't take it for granted. Well, what about the, the coach, the head coach? We get to see him, oh, we got to see him uh, on a regular basis uh, last season. He'd come into our studio. Oh, last two years. Actually, yeah, it has yeah, been yeah, the yeah. last two years. Uh, and uh, we hear some amazing things about him. Now, it's relatively early days for you. What has your interaction been like with the head coach and just the way in which that uh, he seems to do things a little bit differently as well as far as his, his coaching strategies and the way he, he builds those relationships? Uh, have you, ha- have you well, reached a point where you, you've made that connection yet? Um, yeah, as you said, it's early days, but... Um, what I've taken so far is he's pretty inspirational with um, his messaging and um, how he pumps up the group and tactically he's he's very good as well. But um, yeah, I think the main thing for me is um, you know the way he talks. It sort of gets you um, gets you pretty motivated. And I've only been training, so um, hmm. yeah, as you boys would know about him, he's um, he's a pretty um, inspiring person. Any idea what number you might be uh, looking to wear on the back? Yeah, I've, um, I've got the 33. So. Oi, Jackie Ginnivan's <laughs> old jumper. Happy <laughs> days. <laughs> so you know the great thing about this, Lockie, is that there's so many kids. Oh, no, I'm excited no, about no. this. There's so no. many kids out there who have already bought um, Jack Ginnivan oh, jumpers over point. the years. When you rock up to the footy and you see the 33 on the back of all those Collingwood jumpers, mm-hmm. yeah, they've come for me. <laughs> this is great result. <laughs> I know. I'm hoping they haven't thrown it out. <laughs> There's no, 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 footy jump, no, footy jumpers cost way too much to chuck out these days, mate. There's no way they're doing that. <laughs> that's true. I'm playing there all for me. No, that's right. It's a, and have you allowed yourself to think, you know, like teams get selected on whatever night, let's say Thursday night, and you see your name in the midfield alongside, you know, N. Dacos and Jay Degoe at some stage. Have you imagined what that might actually look like? Um, I mean, yeah, that's the goal, but, um, you know, 
at this stage. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to just get through. Yeah. Week by week, mate. You know the answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, honestly, though, it's, it is it is my, you know, my goal, my dream, I guess, to, to make a, to play an AFL game. So, um, yeah, that would be, that'd be nice. Any, any of the boys, the coaching staff, uh, give you a tap on the shoulder yet and say, uh, geez, the Warren's a little dodgy in the joint. I might need a bit of a, a, a hand here. Any, uh, Anyone reaching out to some of your skills? Nah, not yet. Um, thank God, because um, <laughs> if they did, I'd probably tell them I've given the tools away or something. So, um, unless they um, offer a decent price, mate. Yeah. Mm. Well, if Craig, if, if <laughs> my advice to you, if uh, if if Craig just happens to need a little work done, uh, just very very yeah. friendly discount. What, what, what time do you need me there, yeah. boss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe, nice work. Maybe on the day off. There's better sparkies out there than me. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, mate, let's let's hope that uh, it's a long time before you have to consider uh, putting the tools back yes. in the uh, in the back of the ute and heading off to work again. Let's hope that. Uh, this is the start of something that uh, sees you be part of this system for many, many years to come. It's come, obviously, you know, in the middle part, you've had to wait for a, for a long time for the opportunity to, to be realised. Uh, you've been presenting clearly uh, the very best case for a long time now and uh, better late than never. So, hey, good luck. You're at a super club at a great time and um, it's a very exciting journey. So, well done. No, thanks, Andy, and thanks, Casey, and... Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, good on you, Lockie. No, no, we'll be love watching. You, with love the... these stories and teach some of those young fellas that haven't done it the hard way a little bit about uh, just enjoying the experience and uh, and making sure that they always value what they're doing because they haven't had to go through what you've had to go through, young man. So good luck. He gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jeez. Eagle. Bit abrupt. <laughs> He's just had enough. He's had enough. And off he goes. He just went a little bit too long, Andy. He just had enough, and he just didn't let me get... I went a bit too long. I think he did. I think he responded to my nice thoughts at the end and uh, didn't need to Thought hear that anymore, was it. but you wanted to jump on the bandwagon. That was important, though. I reckon he could uh, no, what provide you said, it. What you said was quite lovely, and it's a... Di- a great perspective. No, it was lovely, and I think uh, we should clip that up and send it to Lockie <laughs> well, because it's worth hearing. Far, but... I think it's worth hearing. Oh, well, he's missed out on a I'll bit tell... of words of wisdom. <laughs> oh, dearie, mate. From the seven-time NBL MVP. Just hang up on me. <laughs> One three hundred seventy. Hey, the numbers, uh, the yeah, numbers jump off, jump off the page. No, those Andy, spectacular numbers. At, it's at a very high level at the VFL. Thirty-one possessions, mm. rounded up. Yeah, rounded up. Eight clearances, rounded, rounded up. up, and uh, six tackles, rounded up. Inside fifties, four go and on. a half. No, rounded up. Five. Go up, thank you. There you go. No magnificent. That stuff. is extraordinary numbers. It's a great part of the footy season. Uh, the SSP and. Clearly, he's been disappointed at not being given the opportunity. Um, I love these guys at the Western Bulldogs. Uh, has missed out, you know, obviously under their noses. Mm-hmm. But mate, the same thing happened with Kane. I'll never forget Kane Lambert. He was under the noses at everybody at Carlton for a few years. Mm-hmm. They kept saying, "Nah, not he can't do it because of this, and he can't do it because of Gets that." Gets an opportunity, goes to Richmond, becomes a multiple premiership player, and an absolute mm. wonderful, wonderful Check. contributor. To that footy club, mm. so uh, let's hope that Lockie Sullivan Colden. can do something similar. 
It was more a Richmond story. It was more a Richmond story than a Carlton story. All right? Well, you threw it. No, well, I just remember saying to people for years that the bloke Wilson's a star. Mm. Give him a go. And the Mm. the other bloke, Lambert's a star. Why don't we put him on the list? And blokes keep saying, ah, he's too slow. They're too slow. They don't kick it properly. Disgusting non-decision. Well, there was a disgusting. As it's turned out, as it's turned out, disgusting Mm. might be a little strong. But it's been a disappointing non-decision because Kane Lambert, yes. married now, of course, to Abby Jelmy. They've got a young family. They're going mm-hmm. Kane Lambert going beautifully on and off the field. So very nice work uh, in all respects. It's 19 minutes past four. I had the luxury of walking in and recognising different photos that were up that might have been up for too long and things like that. It's just like, we need some, we need some clear air here. Why is that in this room? Like, that's six years ago. I felt like I was disrespecting people by saying, does this need to be in here? Can we, can we move it? Can we get some blank walls? And the leaders bought into that. We had a discussion around it and it was, it was time that that needed to be shifted and almost like a fresh coat of paint. That's a new Richmond coach talking about uh, just subtle changes he's made around the footy any. club, Julio. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. I don't know that. about that either. Yeah. He's going to join us next week. He's going to come well, into the studio. Looking at well, I love Adam I saw him at uh, Taylor Swift the other night having a lovely time. Mm. Uh, mm. So why aren't you sure about it? What's your misgiving? Well, uh, my misgivings. No, you go because I'm probably that, similar. Is that I think you would want to embrace the history. Yeah, you want to write your own history, but making sure that you acknowledge the history of the club and its recent successes. And I would think that it's you should be very proud of. I'm sure, he is. Of I know he's proud of it, but he's sort of saying, "Well, we want to write our own chapter." Mm-hmm. Exactly but what he's why saying. not when you walk into a joint, see it every single day and say, I want that. I want to be a part of that. Why do you want to move that, not out, but just to the side? Because I think, if anything, it should be inspirational mm. and say, when the Ooh. going gets tough, have a look at the picture on the wall, boys. Mm. This is mm. what we want, to, we want to see. Yeah. I mean, should Carlton take some of their premiership cups out of the entrance there at Carlton? Uh... I don't think he's well, talking no. about pressure. No, 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 I'm just, no, just, no. just throwing up another example, I'm, which I'm is different. Uh, he'll have a reason for it. Yeah, of course. Hey, I think he'll have a deeper reason mm. than just, you know, the one that he explained. Oh, I think there's more, I think there's probably more to it. And I wonder whether there's a psychology mm. that's involved in all of that somewhere well, along true, the line. Right. You know? There and, may be. You're and, right. And, I, and, I, and he's been around footy a long time, mm. and I don't think he would have done it without thinking about it. This is not the sort of thing he walks in and goes, yeah, just whack a bit of pain no, on that no, and move that over there. Yeah, so I, I hopefully when we get him on, there's going to be a thousand things to talk mm. to him. He's about. impressive when he yeah, speaks. I yeah, like listening my to word it. Is, so that was with yeah. Tim on Channel Seven last. Night. I think he's got dimmer tonight. He has. You've been watching his stories with the coaches, Tim. Well, I have. A lot of two shots. V- a lot of two shots. A lot of two shots. He, we know what you look like, Tim. Uh, it's not about you. I'll tell you what is <laughs> very happened? interesting. Oh, have I missed something? He's going, going around and speaking to all the coaches, and he did a sit down with Jake Stringer at Essendon the other day. Ah, oh. just saying, there's a lot of. Mm. The talent oh. and Tim in the shot. Oh, two Correct. shots for those that aren't aware is mm. when they show the wispy, they show the wisp <laughs> or show whoever's doing, asking the questions as well. And as you the need person. to listen to the, the wisp. Two shot. No, but a lot of two people, people in the shot. Two shot. Oh, sorry, Mister Esberg, oh. but there's not a lot of there. There could oh, be I some people out there that don't know what a two shot oh, is. I reckon they probably worked it out. But anyway, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Oh, I tell you what. Uh, I tell you what is a big shock for everybody at Punt Road, right? And that is that the 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 blind de- defection of Mark Oppie, who is one of the most loved men at the Richmond Football Club, being a team manager. Yeah, he's done it he's, all. He's Good been man. everything. Great mm-hmm. fella. Mm-hmm. 
loves a punt. Uh, it gets a lot of good mail. Uh, has been at Richmond for nearly 30 years, I reckon. Yeah, 25 years. 25, is it? Mm-hmm. Well, he's packed up, and Dimmer's taken him up to Gold Coast. Oh. Is that right? Hey, this is this is fabric type stuff. Is there a level of um, expertise in that field that? Well, to have a bloke like Oppie down there mm. on the interchange, just he's one of those classic footy club blokes. Right. Occasionally talks out the corner of his mouth. You know, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. On here, he's got a bit of this and a bit of that, and you know all that sort of stuff. But he's very, very good football operator. I really what, brings... what, what are you doing? No, nothing. You're doing something. No, I'm not. I'm just communicating with A Rod. Uh, you're up to no. No, no, I'm yeah. not. I promise. I promise. No, 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 no. No, I promise. You are. No. Well, it's only anyway. fair you've had a crack at me and So has he left here. it? He's left, right? That's the story, isn't it? Here you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all, there of that, all of that for that. No, but he has, hasn't he? I've read that Don't right? you love AFL footy? Yeah, Would that on. be a story in any other sport? No. Do you think on nrl.com.au no. where there's long-time uh, Bulldogs... Uh, <laughs> Uh, bench man shirt. has gone to the Sharks. It's <laughs> 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 oh, only in our sport we do that. I reckon, though, he probably, if, it, if it, that <laughs> is fella. the move, He's a good guy. I think he probably does, provides assets that go beyond just what the oh, way no. we're sort of thinking about Oh, it. yeah, no, no. Damien Hardwick yeah. will know exactly Correct. what this bloke brings to mm. the fabric of a footy club. I tell you, the fabric will fall down if one man leaves Richmond. Giuseppe, the property steward. He what? is the man, Giuseppe Mamone. Oh, I don't know whether oh I've... Giuseppe Mamone is the man. Oh, I don't know he whether I've had the everything that goes on inside. I thought you were going to say the Rev. Who? Uh, Johnny Vickery. He's got him in a long time ago. Oh, did he really? Yeah, boxing coach. Oh, yeah, exactly. Father of Tyrone. That's the one. That's right. No, yeah. he, he left a while ago. Okay, there you go. No, mm. Tigers. Um, but anyway, uh, that's a big coup for uh, that's a big coup for Damien Hardwick, and I'm sure that uh, Wispy, uh, in one of his two sh- many two shots in the interview that da- he does with Damien Hardwick, will ask him about. Oh, Brooke, Van- Mark- Brooke Vandenberg areas. <laughs> I'm not sure who the story's about. Who's Brooke Vandenberg? Oh, Frontline. Remember, it was oh, one of, of the episodes yeah, where right. there was yeah, more yeah, cutaways yeah. of her than Gary Sweet, well, who she was interviewing. Well, I know that Tim is one of the big ticket items around here. But I look forward to Hutchie and Damo pulling all of that apart. That's one of the things they do on the sounding board. Uh, they notice the behaviour, mm. particularly the younger blokes coming through, mm. the two-shot type uh, arrangement. Okay. Uh, I'm sure they shouldn't just You know uh, who the best in the business in Australian television is with two shots? Oh. Danny Widler, NRL reporter, Channel 9 Sydney. is yeah, unbelievable. I'll have to take your word for that. He will get into every shot. Right, it's 29 <laughs> minutes to five. Uh, you got to stick around because I think you got more for us. I do. Uh, Andrew Calloway still going. I can't wait to speak to him. Uh, one of the Rebels. Their season starts wow. this weekend. Yeah. This weekend. I know. Friday night. Everything they've been through. uh, It's been all doom and gloom. It must be very hard both internally and even for the fans to really get excited about this, but hopefully they do. Hopefully they get another swing at it and they do some good things because by all reports, they've got a really good roster. Best roster they've had since they came into the college. And and if they were able to have success, Mm -hmm. then perhaps it won't be just for the next year. All right, beautiful. We'll do all of that after five. (laughs) No, we're going to get to the news. Tomorrow, Hyatt's joining us in the next half hour. The new uh, Bulldogs AFLW country. We just have to get to the news. Well, I know, don't need to go on doing another than, big three-minute you know editorial about the Melbourne Rebels. Beautiful. You, you should have said, yeah, ship off. <laughs> now we're moving on. That would have been more appropriate. Ninety <laughs> stuff from Rod. Hey, Rod, that Rod. Right up his alley, that sort of music. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, hot property segment uh, for O'Brien oh, yes. Real Estate. Uh, if you're considering uh, 
property and considering selling your property this year, visit O'Brien Real Estate at obre.com.au. So we're doing the Blues today. Oh. And, uh, well, the three Sproot players we've put out there on a poll. So based oh, on the hype over summer, mm-hmm. which players are you most excited to see in 2024? We had the Hollands brothers. Oh, nice. Ollie, yeah. who was fantastic yeah. last year, and Elijah, who's come down from the Suns. Doc, 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 doc. Not quite doc. He's well established. I'll tell you what, of this next bloke, if he has a good year, it'll really give me that. You know what? Horatio oh, Fantasia. Oh, oh, I love him. him. And he can play. Well, but he's... If, he, if he finally turns his body around at Carlton, it's a real kick in the guts. To well, Andrew, Andrew Russell and his team are working at wonders down there in the last couple of years. They've... Uh, They've actually been able to hold this list together in a beautiful, beautiful way. And, uh, well, they might well, have, you have... You haven't had many injuries at Carlton in the last couple of years. They've, well, they've had a few. Oh, really? They've had a few, but they've they've been of a different type of variety. We <laughs> um, had no soft tissues at Carlton well, in the last not, few years. Well, they've had this year. Oh, but, uh, mm. they've, been t- they've been tidying it up in the last sort of 12 to 18 months. Uh, but it sounds like he's... Uh, Injury free. Mm. I hope so. To and, be honest, I hope so because he can really play the game. The, the the track watchers that speak that I speak to are saying, and this might play into your uh, if you're into the fantasy caper. Uh, the track watch do not pick a 22 for that mob uh, first round of the year without Orazio. So he jumps straight. So you've got Motlop, well, you got Owies, you got well, Fogarty. I'm just passing on. Is what, he ahead of? Is he ahead of all of them? Well, in I, you're, you're asking me a question that uh, that I One don't. Of the track watchers I don't, cho- I don't choose to answer, but I'm just saying that those I'm, who have been down watching support art watching training more than I have, and I haven't watched any training, so I'm mean, not in a position to answer at all. But they're all saying that he is going very, very nicely. Mm, well, he didn't. He hasn't really attracted that much of attention on the poll. It's been oh. a very one-sided poll. Surprisingly, I think Elijah Holland sixty percent of the vote. Wow. Ollie twenty-two and Arazio eighteen. Well. So there well, you go. There is a lot of upside for E. Hollands. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's what the faithful down there at uh, Princess Park mm. are getting excited about. Are we putting out our top 10? Yes. Yeah, so when, when are we doing that? No, we put it out. Okay. Uh, so our top 10 we decided. So we, I put mine together last night. So we had six players we all had in. So they go in Nick Dacos, the Bont. Toby Green, Lockie Neal, Christian Petrarca, Zach Butters. Mm-hmm. And then we had to sort of pick the best of the rest and who else we nominated. So we went in the end for Charlie Kerno, Jeremy Cameron, Tom Stewart, and Max Gorn. So just missing out. Others that we nominated were James Sicily, Patrick Cripps, Jack Sinclair, Errol Goulden, and Zach Merritt. Mm. Well, if Goulden has another year like he had last year, he, he's knocking on the door. Zach Merritt's record... And I know there's some fine record, but he his CV, his CV is as impressive as any individual. Well, not any, but he's got a top. No, 10 he's got pl- four best and fairest already. He's got so, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, but you know where there's a bit of a contradiction because if you look at Patrick Kip Cripps, not last season but the season before, mm. he sort of falls in a similar category as Jeremy Cameron. We both know that there's superstars, but and you, their their talent is for mm. all to see, but for some reason, we've all agreed that Jeremy Cameron, yep, absolutely, ticked the box, but... Well, I had Cripps in mind. I think it's it's maybe, I don't know about you, but I probably have more weight on the key position forwards than a midfielder. If I'm weighing up two. That is fair. No, that's fair. If I've got to pick one, go put the forward. No, that's fair. Harder position to play. Yep. Well, it probably is. Mm. It probably is. So give us a name outside of the top ten. The most likely name that could jump into the top ten by the end of the year. 
Uh, Doesn't have to be one that just missed out. It could be anyone. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with his team. I'll go with that mob, and I'll say Jordan Dawson. Mm. Don't mind that, Jordan Dawson. Uh, By the way, captain again. Their leadership groups been announced. I think. I think he he just took his footy to a whole new level last year, and he's right in the sweet spot now to become um, even more significant. Oh my goodness, Ross Legatorps just sent me through a message. Just said me, Mamone has left Richmond. Oh, blimey. The property steward. Oh, no, no he go. is. That's a loss. The joint's falling apart. No, it's all over. The joint, they are destined for bottom four at this Brendan rate. Gale's got a lot on his hands. Fabric. You've got to rebuild the fabric. That's right. Uh, we're going to get a break out of the way, don't we? Tamara Height's going to join She's, us. Yep. New Doggies AFLW coach going to join us on the other side of the break. It's 16 minutes to five after their most challenging season uh, since uh, AFLW's inception. The Western Bulldogs made the big call last year, Nathan Burke. No longer at the footy club, and they have gone for a very, very highly qualified woman who's been part of the Melbourne coaching team for the last four years, Tamara Hyatt, who's got a fascinating backstory when it comes to the world of sport, Keefe. Uh, and I, it, respected. it is a delight for us to have her on the program, uh, having been appointed to the position of the dogs. Hey, Tamara, thanks for joining us on the show. Congratulations on the appointment. Thanks very much. Uh, thanks for having me on. Wait, so for, I can't wait to talk to you about the the extensive sort of sporting background of yours, which is which is fantastic. But for the last four years, you've been in the AFLW system as part of that outstanding Melbourne program. When did when did it start to dawn on you that a senior position was was what you were starting to kind of covet? And what, what, if there's one or two key things that you're going to take from the Melbourne program, obviously everything's different with the playing group you're inheriting at the Dogs compared to the one that you're leaving behind at the Dees. But if there's a couple of things that, that are key that you'll take from the Melbourne program to the Western Bulldogs, what, what are they? Oh, I think the, the number one thing for me is just about driving standards and instilling uh, behaviours, whether it be on or off field. Um, we were lucky enough to have, um, you know, ultra-competitive uh, human beings as part of the Melbourne program that continually drove standards amongst the group, and um, that's something that I'm really keen to install from day dot. And you're, you're entering the, the 2024 season with the third youngest Babies. A- a average list. Is this something that uh, has come by your influence, or was this already in place as a direction that the, the club wanted to go in? No, that's the direction the club wanted to go in. I've only, uh, I was only announced on um, Friday, so um, I could be uh, most of the team's mm. mother. Um, so it is a very, very young list, but it's a, um, it's really fresh with a lot of talent, and uh, it's a really exciting time for the club. Well, just on that, because you, you mentioned it's just been announced. What type of process did you have to mm. go through? Was it is this something that? Uh, that was a surprise to you uh, when you got announced or had you sort of been aware of the situation for quite some time? Uh, it was a, um, a lengthy process. Um, so I was contacted 
by Chris Grant probably in early January. So that's when the, the process started. Mm. Um, so after applying and, and had um, three rounds of interviews presented, so it's a lengthy process and, um, yeah, I was just wrapped to get the nod in the end. So I remember, I remember you being an outstanding golfer uh, back in the day, Tam. And uh, I know that as you were, you were. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there was a crossover period there when oh. I think you might have still been playing, but you'd got into a golf Victoria kind of coaching program, and at the same time you were coaching under eighteen footy as well with the girls at Sandy. I think it might have been. What, what was yeah. it? What was it about footy that that won the tug of war for you personally over golf? Oh, it's always been a passion. I can remember um, we lived um, on the back of a school. We backed onto a school growing up out in Melton, and we used to jump the jump the back fence at quarter time, half time, and <laughs> have a kick with dad. So that you know, I'm talking thirty plus years ago. Um, so it's always been a passion. But back then. Um, there wasn't a, a pathway to play. Um, so not even at underage level for girls. Um, so that, that's how long ago I'm talking. Um, and then, yeah, I, I used to travel on tour with a footy and have a kick um, with a few of the Aussie caddies um, in all the different towns and on practice fairways. Um, Fantastic. And then, yeah, you're right. I, um, by coming back from overseas in uh, 2011-2012, working at Golf Victoria and during that time um, joined the St Kilda Sharks yep. uh, football club and thought it was a great way to, uh, to get to know people and um, and yeah, it just sort of, I guess my, my coaching started from there, did some coaching with the VFLW side at the Sharks after playing um, and then yeah, got a position at the Dragons, I thought I was going for the talent ID job. No, it's a, f- a fantastic it's a story, story, and yeah. I'm sure that although you know vastly different fantastic games, golfer, can, like a proper oh, golfer, well then, a sh- proper player. Well then, I'm sure she would appreciate my 42 <laughs> points this morning, unlike you. 42 <laughs> points, off, baby. 15 and a bit, solid. Everyone reckons I'm a cheat. That was uh, just one of those days. It is too it's high. Coming, Thank you. Well, if you look at the whole big picture. But uh, more back to you and the challenges that you're going to face. Uh, we hear a lot about the AFLW and the, the challenges that they try to uh, I- improve the conditions for the players and the coaches. But what, uh, when you think of the resources that are, are at your disposal, do you feel good about what you've got in front of you and, and the way in which you can turn this program around? just pulled up at the Witten Oval now and I'm looking out over their, their new high performance um, facility which is, um, yeah, it's amazing. So Does. the facilities and the, and the resources that are there for the players uh, now are, are second to none. So, um, you know, you, could, you always want more um, but what what the Bulldogs have is amazing. So I'm really confident that um, with the resources as well from a staffing perspective that the club are investing in, um, I think that there's definitely going to be some really early growth um, with this group. Talking to Tamara Height, the new coach of the uh, Western Bulldogs at AFLW level, look into the crystal ball for us, Tam. Evolution-wise, development-wise, 
What are going to be the biggest areas of, of kind of growth in the women's game in the next couple of years, do you think? Oh, look, it, it, it seems like, and, and, you know, I haven't even got my feet under the desk yet, so to speak, but it seems like that um, 16 aside is going to stay for a while. So I think, you know, having players that can roll through dual roles, go through dual roles, and then, and then speed, I think speed, um, how you can maximise your speed uh, with ball and without ball is, is definitely um, where the game's progressing to, um, and yeah, which is exciting. And, and how excited are you to be part of it now on the front lawn? I mean, you, you were there and have been there through this really successful period you know, with, with Melbourne. When we got into that final series last year, some of the footy that Adelaide was able to play, you see Sydney and Gold Coast get in there for the first time. Geelong's coming. Essendon play finals for the first time. The two prelims were just fantastic games of footy, and then we saw Brisbane kind of flex its muscle again come the grand final. Um how exciting is it for you to, to get this young Western Bulldogs group to, to a point where, after a disappointing year last year, they can they can start challenging some of these really good teams again? Yeah, it is. It's, um, it's really exciting. Like the girls coming through the systems now, they've all um, started football from day dot. So there's the underage um, programs as well as the coach league. So they're coming from a, a really heavy football background, um, those girls that are coming through the draft now, and, and it shows with um, the skills um, that are put out on game day, mm. so that's only going to grow, um, you know, and, and improve the, every year we're going to have players um, coming out of the, the coach league that have, they don't know any different, all they know is football, um, and that's, that's brilliant. Good luck. Uh, we wish yes. you, we wish you all the very best. There's a, there's a bit of men's footy to play before we get to the next version of the AFLW, but a lot of us are already looking forward to what that holds in store. And mm. uh, we wish you and everybody down at the doggies all the very best. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dad. Thanks for having me. Good on you, Tamara Hyde, who's had a wonderful uh, journey in the world of sport, and now she's got the reins of the Western Bulldogs in the AFLW. We wish her all the best. Mm. I think you said it. What? Well, apparently, or it might have been me, because I've had an early oh. morning, but apparently we said the New York Nets. Well, don't say we. Oh, it might have been me. Was it me? It was you. Didn't I say the? Did I say that? I think you did. Oh, jeez. No, of course we meant the Brooklyn Nets. Well, of course you did. Of course you did. Jeez. Andrew Calloway doesn't need to be hearing any of this. We've been speaking way too much uh, about the Melbourne Rebels for all of the wrong reasons in recent times. As you and I have mentioned on a couple of, a couple of occasions, mm-hmm. however, we drive past... Uh, uh, the training fields mm. down there at uh, Gosh's Paddock. Yes. I forgot the name of it for a second. Oh, it's and done a lot of that. While today. it's all going on, is Melbourne over practice. there and the victory over there. They're training. The, the Rebels have been firing in all cylinders, mate. Yep. Absolutely cherry ripe. And they've got a super squad together with this as a backdrop. I wonder how great mate Andrew Calloway's feeling about the season ahead, which, by the way, kicks off for the Rebels against the Brumbies on Friday night. He's been good enough to join us. After a tumultuous couple of months for him and yes. uh, his teammates. Andy, thanks for joining us on the program, mate. We really appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Take us inside. The, all of the uncertainty, all of the news, all of the stories. I'm sure you've been you know, consuming it like the rest of us have. Um, how has it affected your mindset? And, and if at all, how has it affected the preparation? Oh, geez, how much time you got? Yeah, I know. It's a bit <laughs> like that, isn't it? 
we're really keen to talk to you about this because at the end of the day, it's the the players and the fans who get most affected by by all of this. Yeah, well, I mean, like it's been a really, really funny couple of weeks. I think, um, you know, I, I suppose I've been fortunate enough in my career to never have to have, never have to have have to have dealt with this in in the past. But, um, mate, it all it all sort of started with some media stuff that came out, and, and as you know, you, you don't read too much into that sort of stuff, or at least you try not to. And then, um, honestly, like it would have been oh, three or four weeks of back and forth in the media and questions and. You know things aren't looking great, and or you know we're floating sort of voluntary administration. Are we? Are we not? And then all of a sudden there was sort of staff packing up their boxes and, and getting out of the out of the office, which was pretty pretty confronting. But look, um, we've been fairly sheltered from it all as a playing group. You know we we sort of don't see a whole lot of the the front of house staff day to day basis. So um, in in a selfish way, we've been really protected and. Um, you know, we're hoping that's a good thing come game time. Uh, Andrew, I don't know, you probably just want to talk about the game and, and uh, how you blokes are going and all the positive stuff, but it, it, it's, it's hard when it's so in your front and uh, in your face and we're, we're hearing so much about the, the, the plight of the team. And I've seen this in, in basketball and other sports when clubs have gone through this. It, it can sort of go two ways. And there is the potential that this type of adversity can galvanise a group. Do you see the sense of, of that perhaps being turning this dreadful situation into a one that can can help the playing group? Well, yeah, I mean, look, you certainly hope so. Like it's one of those things that has the potential, as you say, to um, to be a real driving force behind what could be a really fantastic year. And um, equally, it can be can be a massive distraction. So the challenge for for us and for our you know our leadership. Um, you know, be it staff and players, the, the challenge for those guys is to is to really um, reel everyone in, get everyone on the same page, and, and crack on again. As I'm sure you you guys know mm. in your own experiences. But um, yeah, look, I'm hoping so. You know, we hear all the great stories, obviously, about teams that have been through various um, experiences of of adversity over 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 time, and and you obviously hear those stories now as as great stories. So hopefully, uh, the Melbourne Rebels of 24 is one of those. Yeah, and it could be uh, turn the whole program around. Do you feel like you're going to get a fair crack at it? Have the resources diminished to a point where you're actually going to be behind the eight ball in comparison to other teams? No, look, I don't think so. I think um, no. You look flat. It's a flat no. The answer is no. Um, you know, we've got a great, a great high-performance staff. We're very lucky, very spoiled on that front. We've also got, you know, for the first time, definitely in my time in Melbourne, and, and um, you know, for as long as I can remember having played against the Rebels, um, you know, we've got a really competitive squad. Um, a lot of depth, a lot of new guys, a lot of international experience. So, you know, in a funny way, it's it's kind of horrible timing, right? You get, finally, mm. we get this depth that we've been craving for a long time, and um, all of a sudden, we're dealing with other issues. But look, I think as far as the rugby is concerned, we're in the best possible position we can be in to compete um, in this competition. So, so last one, and this is the, the probably none of my business really. But you mentioned staff, you know, have have exited the place, and we've read about the debt and all the rest of it. Other, pl- are you guys getting paid? <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, we're getting paid. I tell you what, I'd be out of the house if we were getting paid. Right. <laughs> so tell us about how Kevin Foot, your, your coach, and and this. You mentioned the quality of the squad that you're part of. Um, tell us about if to Gazy's point about the, the galvanising effect that this might have. Has he at any stage kind of used 
any of that to, to try and, you know, to, to build that bond even stronger between you guys? Um, yeah, look, very briefly and not in not in a heap of detail just yet. Obviously, we don't have all of the information that we're after. So as it stands currently, all we know is that, um, you know, the Rebels are in, in voluntary administration. PwC have come in and done their done their bit. They've given a report to Rugby Australia who, who have acted on, on that report, and that was the staff members. Um, being let go and, and um, a little bit of a reshuffle there. And as as far as anything else, we actually don't know what it looks like. So, mm. um, I mean, yeah, we've definitely, we've talked about it, you know, like the fact that this could be, you know, what is there, 14 games, I think. This could be the last 14 games Melbourne Rebels ever play. But at the same time, we don't know that. So it's quite, it's, it's quite a, a funny situation. We're not really sure whether... You know whether or not to use this to, to bring everyone together, or is it a is it a red herring sort of thing? So, what does that mean to you? I mean, you've been here since two thousand and twenty. You know, what what does that potential concept that, that these are the last fourteen games that this club might play? And let's hope that that's not the case. But if it is to be the case, have you given any thought as to what that means to you? Oh, look, not a whole heap. I think on a personal note, I make a big a big effort to keep the emotion out of the out of the work, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, mean, yep. um, I just perform better that way. And um, But look, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't sort of um, considered what that would look like. And I think um, there's a lot of really great people involved in rugby in Melbourne. And um, unfortunately, we haven't had the results we, we would have liked over, over you know, probably the lifetime of the club. And I think the, the big thing that comes to my mind when I think about that sort of stuff is um, you know, you've got 14 opportunities to show those people that they actually had an impact. And um, you know, a lot of people might not see that, but but we we certainly see that on the inside of the club every day. So um, yeah, look on that on that note, I think I think there's a lot of people that would be um, very very happy and very grateful, and I think the players um, certainly owe them a, a very very big thank you. Mm. And and again, it sounds like we're being real negative here, but. The, the, the Wallaby situation, it's, it hasn't been... Oh, what a couple of months you've had, Andrew. <laughs> That's Jeez, what a six months yeah. you've had. Oh, oh, life's good, eh? Life's good. Oh, no, well, well, I wanted to <laughs> maybe just keep it a little bit broader because we all understand the disappointment and everything that went on with Eddie and, and, and just the you know, the, the, the tough situation the, the Wallabies were facing. Is is this is it an indication of where the, the sport is right now? Is it, is it going through a... A uh, you know a period where there's there's some question marks about the direction that it's heading. Well, yeah, I think you, you'd be a fool to say no to that question. I think uh, it, yes, short answer yes. Um, look, a lot of that stuff's above my pay grade, and I think the best way I can answer that at this point would be to say, um, and I think I've said it in the past that the first step to fixing any problem um, at least as far as I'm concerned is, is knowing that there's a problem and mm. um, you know we certainly know that um, the, the new uh, executive regime uh, Rugby Australia certainly know that and um, you know certainly the last couple of conversations that I've, I've been privy to in, in sort of various capacities um, definitely make me more confident that, that things are trending in the right direction or at least uh, are being set up to trend in the right direction you know new, new head coach and um, some some new administrative um, administrative stuff around the alignment of the game and the teams and that sort of stuff. I think it's probably been a long time coming. And, and um, unfortunately, I think you know, in order for the the game, the greater game, to benefit, we probably all have to um, take a bit of a hit at, at the club level and get on board. And, and once we do that, it'll be a shock to everyone in the first place. And then you know, things will be things will be um, humming. 
And the yeah. and and look, Australia in the rugby ecosystem, there kind of is no rugby ecosystem without the Wallabies. Let's kind of be honest. Like, no, of course not. You're, you're a huge part of what the game looks like globally. And yet you look around the world, Andrew, and you know the Pacific nations. There's huge development happening there. Six Nations has probably never been stronger. I mean, the the uh, development of of you know the, the nations over there is is awesome. Um, I, I think we'd be foolish, wouldn't we, as a kind of sport-loving community to think that um, the Wallabies can't get back. And, you know, you're part of it and you, you want to be part of the kind of the rebirth, I, I know, but to get back to where, you know, where they've been not that long ago. Yeah, I mean, look, I certainly think so. I think as a as someone who's played, you know, I played in Japan and England and um, Australia and, and New Zealand, you sort of hop around the world and you see how healthy rugby is in, in, you know, all of those places. Um, and you come back to Australia and for some reason, um, or, or not for some reason, for a bunch of reasons, rugby's, you know, gasping for air, so to speak. Um, as a player, I think that's really frustrating to see. Um, you know, we've, we've just come off the world cup in France, obviously, you know, not uh, the results we were after as, as Australians, but, you know, you're talking sold out games for, for minnow countries, you know, in inverted commas, who are no longer really minnow countries. But, um, you know, the game is thriving globally. And I think, um, you know, we, we need to, we obviously need to get back to where we, where we sort of used to be, so to speak. Um, but but to to see Australia not be a part of that would be, would be a real shame. So, mm. yeah, as I said, I think, you know, I'm, I'm certainly confident that um, things are being set up to, to really move in the right direction and, and um, I suppose always hopeful, but definitely, definitely hopeful that that's the case, particularly in my, my time, but I'm sure, you know, long into the future. And and what should we, uh, Amy Park, you know, this Friday, what, what, what can we, what, what should we expect from you guys against the perennial kind of powerhouse that the Brumbies, you know, represent semifinalists again last year? Yeah. What, what, what are you expecting you know, your team to, to produce against them on Friday? Yeah, I mean, look, you said at Brums, uh, they've been successful consistently now for, for, a, for a long period of time, um, certainly as long as I've been in Melbourne, but even before that. And, you know, for us, we we certainly play a different style, so you know, heavily heavily set-piece dominated for, from the Brumbies end. And for us, we um, probably like to move away from that and, and throw the ball around a little more with some of the... Some of the um, Folks, we've got floating about our team, so I think what you'll see is is a real clash of styles. And um, if history is anything to go by, that certainly makes for a good game. Which which style would you prefer to play more of? Yeah, whichever one wins, mate. Right? Thank yeah, you. that'll do. That'll, well, for 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 what it's worth, the old the whole throwing the ball around and living on the edge and playing that sort of rugby is spectacular to watch. So, if well, that's only what, if it gets you the W. Well, that's Andy. right. Well, that's right. Let's hope. Let's hope we see some <laughs> razzle dazzle and a few Ws at the end of it, Andrew. That's yeah. what we're all after. Yeah, exactly right. Sell myself for a W. <laughs> yes. Hey, mate. It's, I, I can't imagine you know, what it's been like. Th- thanks yes. for answering a few of the questions. Yeah, sorry and, about being so negative, but it, it, you can't avoid it. I, I'm sure you understand that, Andrew. No, it's not negative, guys. It's it's the reality. It's what we're sort of facing at the moment. So um, look questions are natural and, and hopefully I sort of answered them as best I could. You did. They're certainly far above my pay grade, but I'll you know, do my best. No, you've, you've represented your sport and your club really well, Andrew, so congratulations. 
Uh, thank you very much, guys, and thanks for having me. No worries. Good All man. the best on Friday. Andy Callaway, who's part of the Rebels, part of the Australian Wallaby set-up, of course. Super round Melbourne takes centre stage at Amy Park from March 1. Now, the tickets only March 1 to March 3. This game's on Friday, obviously, the Rebels v. the Brumbies. Yes. Tickets only went on sale yesterday, I believe. There was, there was some uncertainty about Talk where this me. game was going to be at. So... It's a bit of a clarion call for all fans of rugby in this neck of the woods, isn't it? That, that now is the time. If you if, well, if you, you want a team, you've got to vote. Well, you've got to vote with your feet. Correct. Now. You've got seven games, seven yep. or eight games at home to support this team and this code. Uh, if you you know if you love mm. it, now's the time to show up. And, and, and it's it's not too extreme to say if you don't, you won't have the opportunity no, in the future. No, no, that is one. It's not extreme at all. Mm. That is the harsh reality. reality that sits in front of um, this club. So uh, we wish Andrew Callaway and the team all the very best. Uh, no, look, it, it was something unprecedented. I, I don't think it'll happen again just with the you know, the technology we've got. Yeah, look, it, it would have been nice if there was sort of a different rule, sort of similar to the soccer where the the, the video official could, could override the, the call straight away um, just before play uh, sort of panned out. But yeah, they, they played on quick and um, yeah, so the moment was gone. But yeah, look, it's a little tiny loophole in the, the system that I'm sure will get closed with. Uh, obviously, the goal umpires would be aware of it, and they're probably going to yeah call for more reviews and um, if that if that situation ever happens again. But yeah, look, it's it's, it's not one of those things you don't really want to spend too much time on it. Um, fact of the matter is, yeah, we um, you know squandered some chances earlier in the season anyway, so um, had to come down the last game. So uh, yeah, sometimes you need a bit of luck, but also kind of create your own luck throughout the whole season. So yeah, we looked at it uh, as a total sort of. Uh, a total total outlook on the season rather than just that one game. Yeah. That's Benny Keys. That's Benny Keys. Yes, on the goal that wasn't, that cost Adelaide a spot uh, in the finals. Uh, he's named in... That is actually correct. Uh, now said leadership group today. Uh, the Crows, which was some interesting names, like Jordan Dawson, the captain again, uh, Riley O'Brien, the vice captain, uh, Darcy Fogarty and Lockie Murphy. Not yes. saying Lockie Murphy's not a good leader, but... Is he a lock in their best team? Well, they clearly rate what he brings to the table. Mm. It, is this an indication that Darcy Fogarty has the penny has dropped? And Darcy that, Fogarty. That all of that talent and all of that ability and is actually going to be manifested into an outstanding season this year. Does it mean that well, he's done what they need him to be doing well, over the offseason? Surely. Season? Otherwise, you wouldn't be putting him in, wouldn't no. you? And voted by the players, you would assume, and mm. tick off by the, the board and the coaching staff. I was talking to someone yesterday that knows the Crows pretty well, saying he thinks that once Tex goes, he'll be a better player. Ooh, Just a lot of ball goes through Taylor. That is and true. at times, probably Darcy doesn't get as many opportunities as he, he normally would. Yeah, that's probably a fair, that's mm. probably a fair call. Uh, Saints have named their leadership team again. Jack Steele, captain. Cal Wilkie, vice captain. Rowan Marshall and Jack Sinclair uh, make up the rest of that leadership team. We've got some interesting situations with injuries at the Saints. So it looks like Paddy Dow and Dan Butler will miss the first uh, couple of weeks. Uh, Jack Sinclair himself won't play any practice matches uh, with a bit of a calf injury as well. So he's got a few off the track at the Saints. And Pete Ryan's story uh, a short time ago, Sam Walsh, modified training, just a bit of back soreness. Mm. Come on, on, Andy. Let's hope that's nothing serious, given it wiped out the first half of his year last year. We don't miss a lot of footy. He's a remarkable trainer and a remarkable rehabber. Um, So... Yeah, it's but it's a, it's a, look, it's a concern. I mean, you go through, you have back surgery, and uh, you'd like to think that 
uh, once you're back, then then that is sorted. But I would imagine he's going to have to manage this mm. thing for the rest of his life to some degree. And um, but look, when he came back last year, he was phenomenal. His season, oh, his final series was ridiculous. ridiculous. He won the he won the medal, didn't he? The mm. final best player best player in the final series. So um, let's just hope that they're nipping any potential sort of soreness in the bud. And I don't think he plays against Geelong. I think they're putting him out. On that one, there's still a chance yeah. he plays the week after mm-hmm. against the D. So uh, we'll, we'll just wait and see on that one. Hunter Clark's the other one at St Kilda too. We'll miss yeah. uh, against the Bombers after a head knock uh, last week, which I know you guys uh, discussed on the show. So a few little issues down no, there. No, Peter. The Wright, so there's a couple of the Bombers. Peter Wright's on a bit of a yeah, modified, a bit of a modified. Yeah, and there's another one of your key tools down, one of your young tools down there as well. I think. Oh no, the no the Ruckman Draper. Oh He's, yeah, yeah. So it looks Draper like he might get up for round one, but uh, yeah, no stress if he doesn't. We get obsessed with round one. We do. And we know the Hawks have got big problems, haven't they? Denver Granger Barras with that turf toe. It's just a, been a bad week for the Hawks, Ooh, unfortunately. Just taking a little bit of wind mm. out of the sails. A, a few Hawthorne supporters around here are really bullish up mm. until this particular point in time. But They were resilient. Just tune in tomorrow morning mm-hmm. from 6 o'clock. Uh, Gary and Tim, of course. No, we've bonded. We're back on Gary's track. right of reply. Two uh, shots, Timmy. Right of reply. There's nothing to reply to, Andy. Jeez, you're very... Well, it's, no, don't. You, you had a go. You had a go, mate. I did Stand not have green. a go. Stand your ground.